Hey. My damn phone with the light on. That annoys me. <laughs> anyway, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka who keep licking my ankles. <laughs> AKA put that whipped cream on my face and kiss me real quick. <laughs> AKA Tokomaki Tiger Dropper. <laughs> AKA the undefeated, undisputed social distancing champion. AKA the nigga little master bringing you yet another episode of switches sites episode 50 no no 155 excuse me um yeah well uh it's a big week media wise for sure um what do we got we got um obi-wan kenobi premiering tonight think it just dropped uh freaking stranger things season four dropping man it's about to get crazy that's all i know it's about to it's about to it's about to get surreal and i don't know i don't i haven't watched them yet so i can't even say um outside of that you know what let's just Stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Let's cold turkey. First topic of discussion. Uh, Norman Reedus. We all know him. We all love him. He uh, confirmed basically confirmed uh death stranding to uh via an, via an interview um i believe leoedit.com yeah so basically in the interview uh he was asked uh i think totally something <laughs> unrelated more or less but uh basically he uh interview asked norman about um how Death Stranding came to be about, um, where essentially he said, uh, Euro Del Tormo, who gave me my first movie, gave me up, called me up and said, Hey, there's a guy named Hideo Kojima. He's going to call you. Just say yes. And I go, uh, that's, that's some really good advice. Cause I think otherwise he'd be like very hesitant. I would assume. What do you mean? Just say yes. He goes, stop being an asshole and just say yes. Then I was in San Diego and Hideo came with a big group of people. He's from Tokyo and then he showed me what he was working on, on a game called Silent Hill. Um, I was blown away by what he was showing me. And I was like, yes, let's do this. It's not Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's so realistic. It's so futuristic. It's so complicated and, and beautiful. I was completely blown away. Uh, it took me maybe two to three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything. It takes a lot of work. And then the game came out and it just won all these awards and it was a huge thing. So, so we just started part two of that. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think that's a pretty, pretty solid given that, uh, 
Death Stranding 2 is a thing, clearly, since he's the main character of the game in there, starting work on it. So, would I have wanted something new and original? Yes. Um, could this potentially be way better than the, the first Death Stranding? Absolutely. So, I think I'm pretty sure Hideo was aware of all the criticisms uh, people had towards uh, the first Death Stranding. So I think with that in mind, I think the potential to um, improve upon those mechanics, at least for me, was just the lack of the, the minimal combat compared to the main aspect of the game, which was traversal and uh, teleporting packages, playing Amazon in real, well, in video game form, essentially, um, which was my gripe. So hopefully I can definitely see the potential of Hideo at probably adding a bit more action to, to the sequel and maybe minimizing the, um, delivery portion, or maybe like making it more optional than essential or something like that. I'm pretty sure there's probably some way to get, get a balance. So I think even though this is a sequel to a game I wasn't crazy about, I think the potential is still there to, the potential is still there to, uh, greatly improve the game, uh, improve upon the, the first game and, um, better way to appeal to more people. I know there's definitely, of course, uh, for any game, really people that this game does appeal to a lot, but really did not, not grab me in. Like I want it personally. I've yet to play, mind you, I've yet to play the director's cut. I, I, I'm guessing it won't necessarily change my opinion, but we'll see uh, whenever that happens, whenever I get around to doing that. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate it. Uh, I guess just strictly based on the potential that, you know, Hideo has, um, and knowing some of the criticisms people had towards the first game, I think, I think he can, he could, uh, turn this around and, you know, hit it out the park, probably <laughs> more than likely make some satire about how people didn't like the, uh, you know, <clears throat> delivery portions of the game. But, uh, I think there's potential there for sure. Um, then again, Nadeo, he is bold enough to do a lot of stuff. So maybe it could just be more of the same, but I don't know. I feel like, especially coming on a second game of this, this new kind of sub genre. Um, I don't think it will hit as much for people that was like, so shocked and amazed, uh, you know, the first time the first go around. So I guess we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Opt optimistic, cautiously optimistic. Of course, definitely going to give it a shot. Uh, when it does eventually drop, who knows when that is, it could be soon. Who knows? But well, I guess they said they just started part two of that. So it must be a little ways ahead. So, well, at least that, that definitely kills all speculation of what Hendales is working on. Who knows? Maybe you could be working on something else like, uh, perpendicular, um, parallel to, uh, to this, 
this game. Oh, I mean, you know, we I think we talked about the Silent Hill rumors last episode. Could have probably maybe this is a long shot, but could have possibly struck a deal with PlayStation to pick up pick up that Silent Hill project back with um Konami. Um, you know, with the with with the uh the glue of PlayStation possibly could have got them to b- both be included in the game, but you know, in a distance manner or whatever. So I'm definitely not losing hope on that either. So it's a, it's a lot of potential. It's a lot of potential for sure. I'm looking forward to it though. Norman Reedus. <laughs> Norman Reedus. Uh, moving on. Uh, next topic of discussion. God of War Ragnarok has been raided in Korea. You love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, yeah. So pretty much what it says, God of War has basically been raided in Korea. So what, for those that don't know, what that does mean is that essentially a game is pretty close to release uh, within a maybe four to five month range. Normally when we've heard like of leaks of games being rated, it's normally been like within the span of like four to five ish months that uh, the game will actually release. Uh, generally speaking. So considering that time frame, we could see God of War, you know, drop, you know, um, maybe in the October, uh, September, October range. So at least that definitely, <laughs> definitely uh, uh, drowned out any, any of the speculation that a lot of people include myself was uh, thinking that this was not going to come out this year. This was definitely going to get delayed in some way, shape or form. Uh, but I mean, the, for the fact of it being rated, that definitely is a huge indicator that is definitely at least coming out this year. So um, that's crazy. Was not expecting that man. They uh, Santa Monica studio must have been put in that work to, uh, to actually, yeah, get this game just, just off to just going, just going. So definitely, uh, also additionally, more than likely confirms that we're definitely, yeah, I think at this point we have to, that we're definitely going to see some gameplay, you know, during PlayStation's, uh, state of play next state of play, which is likely around this summer, around summer games, fest slashed past, well, E3, that's no longer. So, uh, yeah, that's good to hear. Definitely as somebody, this is probably one of my, uh, next highest and highly anticipated games next to, uh, Elden Ring. So, um, I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be definitely interesting after all, all the dust is settled towards the end of the year to see what, uh, which game is going to be on top. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited that that's, that's, that's for certain. <laughs> that's for certain. Wow. Yeah. I am very surprised. 
wow, it's gonna, it's for sure definitely gonna come out this year. Man, it's crazy. Yeah, I know somebody did actually confirm that it was actually gonna come out this year. I think one of some somebody from the Santa Monica team as well did confirm. I guess it's coming out this year. So nice, boy, boy. That as a very boy. That's that's all I got. That's all you're gonna get. So you love the you love to see it. You love to see it. Um, yeah. Man. Feels good. Feels good. Can't wait to be slashing people with my axe. Yelling, yelling at people, probably doing <laughs> doing some Dragon Ball <laughs> type fights <laughs> at the start. Yeah, I'm curious. Just just some very mild speculation. I think we're definitely going to pick up where we left off with that Thor, that Thor fight. That's going to be, yeah, that Thor fight is probably just going to be just as crazy as the, the, the boulder fight. So yeah, man. Oh, well, and they, they probably go, they, they go, they go and show it. They go and show it at the next day. Oh my God. Huh? Uh, boy, boy. Oh, let me stop. And, uh, with that being said, pretty much concludes the news for this week. Um, let's get into what I've been playing next topic. Uh, actually got into, uh, the multiverses tech or multiverses alpha, I think. Uh, which is basically, um, for those that may not know, multiverses is this essentially a smash clone. I mean, to, to just be, be, uh, be, be honest, a smash clone with the WB, what is it? WB and I forgot what they call it. I think essentially WB DC roster. I think that encapsulates everything. Let me get first on the actual term though. Cause I'm, uh, not a hundred percent. I really hate age gates. They are horrible. Burn them to the ground. Well, I don't know reasons, but let me just get an overview. Uh, I guess they're really vague. They don't really explicitly say it. So basically Warner Brothers and DC, but that also there's a lot of other titles encapsulated within that um, with the acquisition of a lot of stuff like HBO max and, and within HBO cartoon network. So a lot of those IPs are in this game. So you get a lot of characters like, uh, you got Tasmanian devil Velma from Scooby-Doo, the iron giant, Arya Stark from game of Thrones, Batman, Bugs Bunny, uh, Finn from adventure time, uh, Garnet from Steven universe, I believe Harley Quinn, uh, Jake, the dog from, um, uh, adventure time. I don't even, I don't know who this rain dog is. It seemed like he's original. 
Yeah, I think he's an original character. I was like, who the hell is this? I don't had no recollection of this guy. Of course, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. They essentially embraced the memes and uh, basically got a ultra, ultra instinct Shaggy in this game pretty much, which is, is a pretty nice opportunity they definitely decided to take. I wonder if this whole game started with that just Shaggy, the whole meme, memification of Shaggy getting ultra powers and just randomly came to be this game. Uh, Steven Universe, Superman, uh, Tom and Jerry. This That was a, a delightful surprise. And Wonder Woman. And of course, at least going by the um, the form factor of the game, it's uh, free to play, uh, cross play supported, rollback net code. Rollback net code. Yes. And um, what else? I think that's it. I don't think I missed anything. Um, so yeah, at least that seems to be the motto. And then like, I'm assuming of course, you know, periodically they're going to add characters to the roster. So it pretty much seems like, <laughs> I guess the best kind of litmus test of anything is like if they were in, <laughs> if they were in space jam two or space jam more than likely, uh, um, uh, for the picking to be in this game. So, um, yeah, overall, I say pretty good roster, at least starting out. Um, definitely, it's definitely a lot of characters I gravitated towards, uh, at least during the beta alpha, uh, shaggy definitely felt like a main to me personally, just, uh, his play style. Uh, he's got like a little bit of Bruce Lee vibes along with, kind of like a mix of between Goku and Bruce Lee, which is, that is just a weird combination to, to say out loud, but that's definitely what he felt like for sure. Um, who else? Uh, Taz, Taz is pretty damn powerful. Yeah. I dare say we pretty OP at that, at least during this alpha, definitely going to be patched and balanced out. Uh, Bugs Bunny was pretty good. Uh, who else stood out? Those are really it. At least that come to mind. So, um, yeah, but yeah, essentially the, the gameplay is basically, basically just like smash, uh, basically a platform fighter, you know, where, uh, you know, if you reach a certain threshold of pain, um, you're more susceptible to get knocked out the stage, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but they do some interesting stuff to kind of, you know, differentiate themselves from, uh, smash probably the biggest, um, the biggest interesting drastic change I'd say is specifically, it seems like this game emphasizes, uh, two V two over like free for all, which I think I feel like is, I think commonly known as the standard kind of smash experience. I guess you could argue one V one, but that one V one is more sweaty, more, um, more competitive than usual. I'd say for smash, um, you know, ignoring the, you know, pro scene, but in terms of general experience with smash, I consider a free for all kind of like the standard experience. So, but, um, yeah, so, the interesting aspect with the two V two is that like pretty much all the characters has, 
an additional attribute that um, supports your your uh, partner character in a two v two match. So like the one new reindeer looking bear thing, I for reindeer rain something. <laughs> that's so ignorant. Rain dog. <laughs> that's 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 accurate. Rain dog. He has an ability where if your partner is fighting off the um, fighting off the ring, I forgot the terminology for that, the tactics and fighting um, off the ring, um, off the stage. Uh, he has an ability where he can basically rope you back on stage. If you're, you know, trying to do some <laughs> super sweaty. Oh, mm, so elite. Mm, mm. Oh, you see, I just honed his ass. I just, um, oh, you see me spike him. Oh yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, let's say he does that. He's out of jumps and, you know, ways to get back on stage. Uh, rain dog can pull him back with like a leash essentially, uh, to get him back on stage. And I think like a lot of the majority of characters seem to drop like food to heal, partially heal your partner, uh, during matches as well. But, uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, I do did find interest in the like additional characteristics of, of uh, uh, the different characters moves. Like they can have inflict certain ailments to other characters like hungry or, uh, you know, freeze and stuff like that, where uh, that adds an interesting dynamic. I'm kind of concerned that it might be too much to kind of, uh, clutter up the game in a sense, kind of, kind of similar to like uh, back for blood where I felt like, you know, after a while thinking about it and being separated from the game, you know, especially in comparison to left for dead, the left for dead games that I felt like the card system kind of added a little too much depth to the game where it makes it a little too, um, I don't know, too, I guess complicated, maybe it um, just adds, I think, too many layers to what's uh, foundationally already pretty solid, good game. But um, that's a concern I do have with this game. I guess we'll see what happens. Maybe there will be a non build mode or whatever. But considering that it is free to play, um, I don't know. That doesn't seem likely. But at the same time, it is free to play. So. Um, and I guess that's the one, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I kind of can, I can identify, but at the same time, not necessarily crazy about it, but at least going by the alpha, I think it's likely that, um, they give you like a certain set of characters off the, you know, start, but in order to play some of the other characters, <laughs> of course, the characters you do want to play like Superman, Batman, and a couple others, uh, they're like locked behind a, uh, in-game currency paywall, essentially, um, paywall is maybe strong, too strong of a word. You earn the game, the currency in game. And then when you get enough, you can buy the character to play with them that way. Um, I think you can at least play them. I would assume you would be able to mess with them in the training mode, which I was at least able to do in the alpha. But I think, um, with the, with that aspect, uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's understandable given it's a free to play game, but, uh, I guess it's kind of a trade off. It seems like so.
could take it or leave it, I guess. But um, I guess that's a slight gripe. But at the same time, it's like if you really like and enjoy the game, odds are you eventually unlock everybody or whatever. So, but <laughs> probably, hey, if you want to unlock them instantly, you could pay for the game. So, I mean, that is, uh, of course, an option, too. So I can't complain too much, but at least in terms of my experience playing the game, uh, I played like a good three ish hours, I want to say. Um, definitely pretty fun. I have to have to say uh, pretty fun. Love the uh, authenticity to the original characters material like uh, John, Tom and Jerry's probably the most uh, interesting, I'd say like where basically his attacks is, uh, basically Tom attacking Jerry. And then, you know, you're just in the way, which I, I find out found pretty amusing. Uh, love the, um, KO, uh, sounds of, of Tom. You hear Tom's, uh, which is pretty awesome. So it, it's got, it's got a lot of layers to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really did dug uh, a lot of the characters. They felt authentic, authentic, and um, yeah. One thing I definitely did enjoy about this game compared to like let's say Smash was if I felt like I can recover, uh, recover to the stage much easier than a Smash game. It, it feels like it's, it always found it to be very difficult to fight off stage, which is, I think generally kind of elite <laughs> play or whatever. But, um, I personally am not a fan cause I always end up killing myself one way or another. So, um, unless the character has really good stage recovery, but, um, at least with this, I felt like it was pretty good all around. Um, which I think, I think smash could learn from, but of course I'm saying that as a, as a casual, filthy casual. I, I wouldn't consider myself casual. I'm probably like slightly above casual. I'd say whatever pro, pro semi casual. I don't know something above casual. I'd say for sure. But anyway, um, yeah, it, uh, you have a dedicated dodge button, which is interesting. Like, um, you know, uh, further setting itself apart for smash. Um, you're, you know, up, up, down, up special, down special, all that stuff is in there. And, you know, of course each character has unique uh, attributes, you know, in regards to that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely felt like <laughs> smash, but you know, with a WB, um, what is it? WB DC vibe to it, which was uh pretty good. I think uh, a lot of characters gel well, I like some of the tactics of the characters. I guess the one weird one was Velma, who she seems to be a very like support heavy character that was too, I don't know, at least for my play style, wasn't really, wasn't really feeling. She's definitely a <laughs> fully support fighting game character, which is weird to say, but it's cool that they are taking these, uh, you know, chances and, you know, seeing what sticks, which I of course appreciate. Um, player first games is supposedly the developer of the game. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I was actually really digging it. Uh, the online felt pretty good. Uh, can't <laughs> something you definitely can't say the same for, uh, the smash game, 
But um, yeah, that that rollback net code was felt. Uh, felt everything felt responsive and um, uh, immediate. So the the potential was there for sure. I'd say uh, like let's say two years after this game has been released, uh, they add a substantial amount of interesting um, characters from the the WB uh, DC roster. I think is 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 gonna is is gonna have a lot of potential to compete with uh, Smash. Um, in my opinion, uh, mind you not really having, I haven't played the Nickelodeon all-stars game yet. And haven't played Brawlhalla, haven't played any of the other, at least lesser known arena, uh, platform fighter games. So, but, uh, yeah, somebody who grew up with a lot of these IPs, um, and the fact that they have and are given justice in terms of their, uh, character authenticity in the game. Um, I'm very impressed, very impressed with, uh, with the, with the alpha. So can only imagine, you know, when the, when the full game comes out, I think they're aiming for July. So pretty quick, pretty, pretty close. So I guess we'll see when it drops, but, uh, overall, yeah, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm definitely on the radar. Definitely going to give it a download when it release, uh, obviously since it's free and, uh, you know, just the fact that it has cross play and rollback got to support these games for sure. Just based off that principle alone, I'd say. So yeah, yeah. Uh, also played, what was it? Um, Nintendo 64 online, uh, which is the service for the, uh, Nintendo switch. If you have Nintendo online where you get access to, uh, um, a particular library of, uh, Nintendo 64 games. So, uh, finally they had a restock of the N64 controllers, um, on Nintendo switch online. I think they popped up around December of last year, I want to say, and just recently came in stock. And of course they instantly sold out. So fortunately, uh, actually saw it at the right time and, uh, actually grabbed, grabbed one. So got that. I was like, yeah, now I'm ready. Cause I was like, I refuse to play 64 online without an authentic N64 controller to get the full experience, which I'm very glad I did wait to do so basically mess with pretty much the whole plethora of uh the 64 games of course started it off with mario 64 you know that that took me back as somebody who uh grew up and had a 64 growing up uh loved mario 64 took me back took me back uh, i have to say overall it felt really good I know, um, there were some, there was a couple issues when this came out initially where some weirdness with the emulation and the response time with the controller and stuff that, uh, I feel like they definitely ironed out before at least the second round of, uh, controllers came out. So, um, yeah, felt really good. Uh, felt damn near like I was essentially playing, uh, one-to-one, the, um, the, the 64 version. So that was pretty great. Uh, mess with some star Fox 64, 
Loved that game. Took me back. Uh, it's pretty dope that the rumble is now integrated in the controller. That's a pretty nice touch. Um, uh, they, they added some buttons to the 64 controller, like where it essentially you get pretty much all the, um, you know, home and, uh, screenshot buttons and stuff like that. So, uh, Yoshi story. I love that game too, man. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going down memory lane real hard, um, and enjoyed every second of it for sure. There's a couple of the obscure games that I definitely never got a chance to play or missed out on. Uh, what was it? What was it called? Uh, sin and punishment, which is like a braille shooter. I never played before, but definitely, <laughs> uh, I could definitely get behind it. Uh, wingback operations. I think, uh, never even heard of the game. Well, I think I heard of a game, but I, I think I've always been familiar with the cover, art, but never necessarily played the game, but, uh, it was pretty interesting. I messed with the pretty much just dabble with each game, like, like about 30 minutes and then move to other just to get the full experience. Um, which I was very humbled by cause it was, uh, very joyful. Can't wait for a lot of the other, you know, periodical 64 games to come out. I forgot what the slate was, but I know there's some bangers coming out. <sighs> my, my dream and aspiration considering a lot of things that have recently happened that, uh, I hope maybe some way, somehow, maybe just a, just a tinge might get a uh, no mercy in some way, shape or form, maybe renew that contract with WWE or get the licensing, uh, straight and then be able to, you know, use all the previous characters and IP. Um, I, I, <laughs> assume some characters might be omitted for various reasons, but I would take that over anything. Just give me that basic, that, that just tried and true basic, uh, no mercy gameplay. I'd be satisfied. I mean, Hey, if you even add new characters, new wrestlers like that are modern to this day or since the game released, that'd be cool too. Um, I think it's possible. Uh, well, I guess I think Aki is working with uh, AEW, which is the rival to WWE. But I think uh, I think potential is there. There could be another team that could just port it and, you know, revamp it similar to like Dark Souls, Demon Souls for the PS5. That'd be kind of cool. Um, Goldeneye 007. Personally, I'd want Perfect Dark more, to be honest. But uh, hell, I mean... I'll take what I can get in that respect. The, I think they, you know, considering that, uh, I know the licensing is a little bit more tricky with GoldenEye, I believe. I think GoldenEye, the GoldenEye IP is currently, a game IP or licensing is currently owned, owned by Activision. Oh, I think it's currently owned by Activision, which Microsoft is purchasing. And they also own rare. So that technically could happen. I think that wouldn't necessarily be feasible until the, um, um, Microsoft actually buys Activision blizzard, which they haven't yet. They're at least announced that they're very likely. They're definitely pretty much going to be bought, but just, uh, the paperwork and all, whatever that whole process. So that actually is a possibility. 
yeah, GoldenEye, I think, is actually uh, feasible now. Well, who knows how that works, but I mean, I think that definitely is possible considering the owner of the, you know, developers of the original game. So, uh, those are, those are some definitely big ones. That's for sure. Hell put resident evil to the 64 version on there. Let me mess with the blood options. Let me just en- engulf myself in the great, um, just, uh, ingenuity of getting uh, two games stored on that cartridge. That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. Um, blast cord. Why not put it in there? Buck Bumble, put it in there. Just want to jam to the music. Really? <laughs> That's honestly why I really just want to jam the music. What else? That's probably it. Really? At least that comes to mind. I'm just purely going on nostalgia of games. The mischief makers shake, shake, put, put her in there, put her in there. I'm just shooting everything off, but Overall, definitely has a lot of potential depending on like the future games that come out. Um, but yeah, I get to relive the 64 again, even though (laughs) I say that, even though I have a 64, a physical one, just not the games, but still just to experience it in a newly painted version, I guess. I don't know. So outside of that, um, Actually, it's been pretty much it. I've not (laughs) really been watching much lately. Nothing's really been sticking out to me. So with that being said, I think that will end episode 155 of Switches Sites. Um, if you did enjoy this podcast, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Five stars are greatly appreciated. Uh, you can catch me record this live on Twitch TV slash A Switch. You can also catch the archives on YouTube.com slash A Switch. Until next time, y'all, get your damn game on. Feel free to fuck. Oh <laughs> yeah. Nobody's safe. God, stop motion.